0: Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. I got lots of opinions about this, dude. Uh, I got lots of opinions. I, I, I'm i a little upset about this. Cindy Crawford is going after Oprah, um, and it has to do with something that happened way back in the day. We're going to take you back to 1986 in our time capsule. Wow. Um, this is what happened on Oprah's talk show.
1: Did she always have this body? <laughs> this is unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Stand up just a moment because no one saw you come in standing up. Now, this is what I call a bod. <laughs> very good, very good.
2: But I'm not, not. I don't weigh 100 pounds. I'll tell that lady on the phone that I do not weigh 100 pounds. You're what, are you about 5'9", 5'10? 5'9", and I tried to stay
3: around 120.
1: Okay. So. I'm happy for you.
3: <laughs> Damn,
0: all right, that was a little shade at the end, but uh, that shade at the end is not uh, what Cindy Crawford has uh, is taking issue with. It, this all came up because. Cindy is participating in a new documentary that's out on Apple TV Plus, and it's about supermodels. And that clip that you just saw came up during this documentary, during the production of this, and they asked Cindy what she felt about that moment. And she says, looking back now, not a great moment for her. Here's, here's a clip from that documentary.
2: Well, I was like I the, was the chattel the of mental stability. or a child, like be seen and not heard when you look at it through today's eyes, when Oprah's like, stand up and show me your body, like show us why you're worthy of being here. In the moment, I didn't recognize it, only when I looked back at it and I was like, oh my gosh, that was so not okay, really, especially from Oprah.
4: All right, you got two different sides here. You have one side where it's, yes, Cindy was there. If this is her truth, that's her truth. However, you have another side here, which is, this is kind of unfair. She says specifically she was not bothered at the moment. However, now looking back, she feels bothered. But is that really fair to Oprah, especially in that time? Cindy Crawford was a supermodel for her body and had no problem you know, being a runway model and having the body that be, that made her who she was. So for Oprah to say like, oh, do a twirl to me is harmless. And yes, if that was in today's world, it would be taken a little different, but it's not today's world. We're looking through a, a different lens right now.
0: And that's the problem with what is going on in society today is that, look, I've got so much stuff. When you watch the Miss America pageant back in 1986, they did things like that. We wouldn't do you that. You don't to, have to go as far back as 86 for pageants. But you we, could go back 10 years. My point is and things are different. This is 86 we're talking about. Right. And yeah, we wouldn't do those things today. But if you go back in history, people get better over time, at least that's the idea, that's the goal. And if and and yeah, if that happened back then, it happened back then because a lot I of people were doing it, I, I and even, and and for well, let me just say for Cindy Crawford to say Vincent, this, and, and by the way, by the way, this is to promote this documentary. Hold on a well, it's not; it's promote. It's in the documentary. Well, I know, but they know right. this is going to be and, the part that's going to be say, promoted. And I say I don't even have an issue with the way Cindy Crawford said 90% of what she said. If you listen to the clip, she said, "Looking back through today's eyes," she said. That she is looking back through today's eyes, and now... Yet it's criticism. It yet, yet it's criticism. And it's to- it, yet it's criticism, it's criticism yes, because... It's, today- fake, it's fake criticism. Through today's lens, yes, it doesn't work. And it's all fine, but what I have an issue is at the end, she says, and this is from Oprah. Now, that's unfair. That is totally unfair. Well, the whole thing unfair. Because everybody... You, you can't single, uh, single out Oprah. Uh, I guarantee Cindy Crawford can find... Other appearances she did of in the course. 80s where people were talking about her body. Of and course. Oprah. And 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 this is not to say, gee, Cindy Crawford was just, because, you know, she used it's the word, intuitive she, she said I was Oprah. treated like chattel from Oprah, which is a big statement. Chattel, it's like you're treated like a sofa and and not, not a person. But my, my point I is, th- if she is saying, yeah, looking back using today's lens, but you can't do that. And if you're criticizing which she is looking back when you know back then, people had not evolved to the no, but, point we have of today. Course, but I'm saying it's just Sin- not fair. But, of course, but you can do it as long as you're not going to chastise and call out the person who was doing it back then. You can say Cindy Crawford can say that she looks back at it now and that it makes her uncomfortable to see how it all played out. Fair, that's fair. And but as long as you don't, it's the. That's, that's what I'm saying. When fair. you call out Oprah now, that's unfair. You know, this is the problem right now is that. You want people to get better and to do things better than they did 20, 30 years ago. And if you are constantly going to look back and say, look at what they did then, look at how awful it is based on today's lens, it disincentivizes people from getting any better. If you're going to get trashed, you know, years down the why, road. Do you, why do you strive to be better if it, if it doesn't matter? And that's what's so unfair about this. I'm
3: Joy Live calling from gorgeous Prince George's County, Maryland. And Harvey, I absolutely feel you on this. I mean, honestly, if Oprah was not involved, would we be talking about this? That's point number one. Point number two, okay, let's not negate Cindy's feelings. This is how she feels now. Her feelings are valid. But we also have to transfer over to the use of the word chattel. I absolutely do not agree with her using that term. You know who was treated like chattel? the slaves, that is really who was treated like chattel. Now in this industry that we're in, you have to understand you're literally looked at. Like your industry is based off of your looks. And we know Oprah. Oprah always gives people compliments. Whenever someone comes on her show, she talks about how beautiful Beyoncé is. She always has people standing up and showing off their body because that's Oprah's personality. So I like you said, I don't agree with how they're going about this trying to accuse Oprah. You know, it, I get it. You're, you're using this for publicity, but come on. Not too much on Auntie Oprah. We're not going to do that. Okay,
0: but here's okay? But here's the only thing I disagree with. I get it. And and I think it's really unfair to Oprah. But it's not Oprah-specific. Right. The principle is it much bigger. It on that same day that exactly. show aired, you could pick any other show exactly. that aired in daytime and exactly. there'll be something problematic. Okay, we're going to move on. Yes, to Taylor Swift's another having another very interesting dinner out in New York City, this time with Sophie Turner. Wow. Now, Sophie Turner, remember, has been in Europe ever since Joe Jonas filed for divorce, but she is clearly back here now. She was in New York last night. And you got to watch how this whole thing plays out. When Taylor walks in, Sophie is, one, sitting at a window seat in this restaurant. So it is in very plain view. We should also say this is a very popular Italian restaurant in New York. And there are paparazzi there. Yes. And so Taylor walks in. There's a big greeting. um, And they have dinner. They chat. And watch what happens when they leave. Because it's a statement. It is 100%. (laughs) Arm in arm. Arm Arm and and arm, walk to the car, they get into the same vehicle together, and leave together. So, the fact that Joe Jonas has his estranged wife, is out to dinner with his ex-girlfriend... It seems like she's chosen sides on this. Now, definitely does. We should say there's some history here. Yes. That, um, number one, Joe Jonas dated uh, Taylor Swift in 2008 for a short period of time, and it wasn't a great breakup. He broke up on the telephone, like a 25-second call. They were much, much, much younger. They Whatever. were much younger. Right. But they became but friends. since he got with Sophie Turner. Friends with Sophie and Joe. She was friends with both of them, even sent a baby gift when one of the kids was born. Right. So friends with both, but it seems siding now with Sophie. Uh, that's, I don't know how else Joe Jonas would take it.
5: But this is also not to say if she and Joe went out and got dinner, they wouldn't walk out arm-in-arm, arm, right? We haven't seen that sort of interaction yet, so while on its face, this seems like, okay, she's chosen Sophie's side. Maybe she still has the friendship with Joe Jonas. However, you have to remember Taylor Swift and that PR machine, everything is very calculated and she understands the message that this sends. The first time we've really seen Sophie back in the United States, she's out with Taylor Swift, the ex, I think, uh, I think she had to know what that was going I, I this think this is, that's a really big point. Is,
0: and Taylor is citing, I, I, I would that's imagine that point. Taylor wanted to make the point that I stand with Sophie because remember when the news of the divorce, when we broke the fact that they were getting divorced, one of the things we heard from uh, people in in Joe's camp was that there was a feeling of like, she was, their their, their lifestyles didn't match up. That right. She was going out a lot um, and he was home and the fact that the babies were there was with a, him. There was stuff. There was stuff that was, a lot of people took publicly as anti-Sophie, anti- Right, you know her life. But, but I think and what, that's why I think Taylor is standing with Sophie. Well, I, and and I think you're right, but I also think what Brad said is really important. That that Sophie, this is her first entree back to the United States, right? And it's with Taylor Swift. That kind of sets the table for. And while it's true, it's possible that that uh, that Taylor and Joe could go out for dinner. I don't think. That's I don't think gonna that's going to happen either. Definitely don't.
1: Sam Summers from Atlanta. And Joe Jonas really isn't having the best summer. You know, you got your soon-to-be ex-wife going out to dinner with your ex-girlfriend, Taylor, who had an incredible tour. Everyone's loving her. I think at this rate, I think the only things left for him is make sure his management can hopefully get him as a judge on X
0: Factor. He's clearly got <laughs> oh the Oh, my God. They're going to all be just fine. We are going to take a break. All right. When we come back, uh, Kim Kardashian, moving on to the Mm -hmm. next. This is interesting. Uh, And uh, her new paramour. There's an old term. Her new paramours. (laughs) Uh, Isn't that a rock group? A very famous, (laughs) yes. Look at you. How about that? Uh, Yes. He is famous. He is rich. He is an athlete. We'll see you when we come back. It was just a matter of time. Kim Kardashian was gonna start dating someone else, and now uh, we know who it is. Although dating is not the the phrase that's being used yet. Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the guy is Odell Beckham Jr. You know, the NFL star and fashion, very fashion, swaggy. fashionable guy, swaggy. Oh, I look at you! All right, you can go swaggy if you want. The phrase that was used that we heard was they are hanging out. Same, same thing now. as dating. Now. Except that it is a long-distance relationship. He's currently playing for the Baltimore Ravens, and you know Kim is based out here on the West Coast. But hey, the Jets can. And I think we know. A lot of that. I think we know where the sparks flew. Well, it's hard to say exact because there have been a couple of times over the last almost year now where they've clearly had an opportunity to interact publicly. But 4th public of July anyway. Fourth of July. They were hanging out at a fancy schmancy party. They were both at Michael Rubin's party. That is true, at the
2: white A lot party. of other celebrities. You know what was interesting? I remember, and this is uh, not long after Tom and Giselle and the divorce, a lot of people thought at the time that uh, perhaps was going there was after... spark. Yeah, sparks flying between Kim but, Kardashian and Tom, but, but no. We, but we did a story
0: then, uh, Babcock, Yep. where we said it was not Tom Brady, but there was
2: somebody right. else or at the somebody. party that she was having were right, a lot of time with. And now with. we know who that, that uh, somebody well- else was. Maybe, maybe, maybe I will I guess say this. It could have I... been someone else. Hey, look, I'll say this. They they have been in the same friend group for years now. They've known each other. They've been friends. Uh, you might remember uh, Odell had his 30th birthday party in November, and Kim, and that was out in here uh, in L.A. Kim Kardashian was at that birthday party as well. So they they go back and they have known each other for some time. I don't know that the long distance thing is really that huge of a deal. I mean, she has been with other famous men in the past who were in other cities. Pete I Davidson, mean, right? Yeah, Pete Davidson. Chris Humphreys was a New Jersey Nets player. Miles Austin, the football player, was on the Dallas Cowboys. Reggie Bush Reggie was Bush? A, uh, so, okay. the Saints. <laughs> Sounding I, don't, a little... I don't say this to make any joke. I swear I'm not. But I'm just going to show that she has been with guys who were in other cities. When you have I hundreds think it's of different, dollars, now, when, you, when
0: you have a private jet, it's different.
2: I don't right. <laughs> say this. It does matter.
0: I spoke to someone who was at Michael Rubin's uh, white party. Right. And they did not recall seeing. Him and Odell. Then who is the speaking, other person speaking? But they're they're trying to find out. They're speaking to some other people who were at the party to see if anyone remembers it. But there were definitely no images of them. I know that. There were no images of them together. So so but- so, uh, so the things that kind of make sense are he's an athlete, she likes athletes. Mm-hmm. She is he's into fashion. Right. And they clearly have something in common there. Right. And they've got like a kind of a, a friendship that kind of developed. So I think that's, it kind of makes sense to me. And this whole thing about long distance, oh, it doesn't work. Just because you're in a long distance relationship. Now, that's sometimes a long distance relationship is what what works. But yeah, it doesn't mean you're yeah. going to marry the person. You know,
2: I'm not so convinced, guys, because, you know, the, the language here, hanging out, you wouldn't say that unless you were seeing someone regularly. Odell Beckham plays on the Baltimore Ravens. Kim Kardashian lives in Los Angeles. They can't really be hanging out that much. Maybe they see each other. But that's other from what time hanging out means. No, it, it doesn't. It and means and the you're, timing you're not seeing this, each other that frequently. Well, Charles, let's think about the timing here. The Kardashians on Hulu Mm. is coming out September 28th. So you're telling me we find out yesterday, just Mm. nine days leading up to the premiere of this big show, that Kim and Odell Mm. are hanging out. It just seems a little suspicious to me why it would be coming out so soon to the release date. Kind of a solid point.
0: It's not kind of a solid point. It's a solid point. It might be the best point Jacob's made in (laughs) in
2: Hey, I'll take it,
0: I'll take it. So then the question is, is it real? I mean I think you got to ask that question if sure. you're looking at the the timing of all of this. Yep. Um there are no images of them yet together, so It makes you want to watch the show more for sure to see if it's true even and if it's if not. And see if they're the going to reveal something Can on the show. Can I ask you
2: guys a question? Of course. W- w- who who would be a bigger couple? Is it is it Odell Beckham and Kim Kardashian or Travis it, Kelsey and and Taylor Swift? It's Travis. I think it's Travis and Taylor. I've been Travis and Taylor. My brain thinking but interestingly,
0: this. we you just picked two Relationships that we have absolutely zero visual proof—it's really happening. I do think Travis and I know Taylor you are Happening for, I know you do. Well, based on I, I think this and that, but I think it's them. If it, oh if, it, between the two, yes, if if either of them are actually a couple, <laughs> Travis. I and think Taylor. it's them. Yeah, yeah.
1: Dan calling from Warner Robins, Georgia. I kind of agree with Harvey here. I think they might have something going on. But I mean, hanging out is just hanging out. She is a single mom. She is beautiful. She is back on the market. So sis can go and hang out with whoever she wants, you know? So I'm with you. Let's watch the show and see what happens.
0: By the way, <laughs> should also be duly noted, if it is true, she's gone back. I was going to say that, too, and I decided not to. We're going to take a break. <laughs> no, oh, we're not. Oh, I'm sorry. Because we have, uh, we have a little Dancing with the Stars news we got to share first uh, about Jamie Lynn Spears. So we have been seeing, you know, Jamie Lynn's going to be on the upcoming season, and we have been seeing here in L.A. a lot of the uh, contestants going to the studio, uh, doing the rehearsals. We got Mauricio the other day yep. uh, out there. We have not seen Jamie Lynn here, and the reason is they have made a special accommodation for the mother of two, That is that she gets to practice at home, in Tennessee. So they've They've made this. By the way, they've done that before. I I can't remember who they did. Long time ago, they did Teresa Judas. Yeah, um, they do that from time to time. Yeah, I think one of the reasons is I think there's a security issue because there's such a, you know, people are so um, like up in arms because Brittany has been railing on her whole family that I think there's also partly a security issue here. I really do.
3: I think this just goes to speak volumes of how badly they wanted her to be on this season of Dancing with the Stars. I mean, it is, you know, it's important to have everyone in L.A. because, you know, rehearsals with the dancers, who majority of them all are local to L.A. Like you guys mentioned, she is a mom of two. She's very involved in her kids' lives, which is what they're saying is the reason why, but I do I do believe it's partly in, in part of, like, she's Britney Spears' little sister, so I'm sure there was security concerns as well as, you know, being in the same uh, state as Britney Spears. I know that they have had a really tumultuous you know, relationships. So maybe that's also playing a factor is that she didn't want to be near Britney.
0: You know what I just thought of, Nikki? That I, I, I when you were talking, I just realized it. That assuming she doesn't get eliminated, um, she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars right when Britney's memoir comes out. And the memoir is yeah. going to torch the family, including Jamie Lynn. And then all of a sudden, people are going to want to see Jamie Lynn, and he, voila, she's on Dancing with the Stars. Right. So it's a good move on producer's part in terms of timing, right? Which is why they make whatever accommodation is necessary. To <laughs> have exactly.
3: Show. Hi, I'm Bernadette. I'm from Atlantic Beach, New York. I think that um, they couldn't get Britney because obviously they would have gone over, above, and beyond to accommodate Britney. And I also think that this is a conversation point for Dancing with the Stars which had often on ratings these past couple of seasons and could use a little
5: bit of positive publicity. Okie doke
0: uh, we are gonna take a break. All right, when we come back, uh, million dollar listings. Frederick Eklund is gonna be with us because in addition to his real estate prowess, turns out he's got AI prowess and he's now married them together. And he's gonna show us what is most likely the future. In fact, a lot of people will say it's already started, but I was gonna say the future of real estate. AI is coming to help you. There's a new name in the real estate game uh, that you will likely be hearing more, of, uh, hearing more from in years to come. Her name is Maya, and she's an agent of sorts, I guess. Um, she's a guide. She is a guide. She is artificial intelligence, uh, the creation of uh, someone you definitely know from the real estate world, Frederick Eklund from Million Dollar Listing. Uh, it was on Million Dollar Listing New York. Uh, he is no longer on that show, but he's still very much in real estate and created Maya. And I, it, I think Maya is a game changer in the real estate absolutely industry. Absolutely, a game changer, and beyond the real estate industry. Uh, as it turns out, uh, I did not know this about Frederick. All the times we talked to him about real estate, that he also has uh, a big tech background, and that's why he came up with this. So, joining us right now to talk about his invention. Uh, Dr. Eklund, I presume. Uh, Frederick, welcome back to TMZ Live. How you doing?
5: I'm really good, thank you. I'm doing this uh, recording from a cab in New York City on, the, on my way to the event where we're launching uh, Maya. She's uh, my baby, you know, so it's like giving birth, uh, literally, to, <laughs> to her at this big party we're having here in New York. But she she's uh, a long time coming, you know. AI is taking over the world really, Um, you can ask Maya about that. And she is the world's first uh, artificial intelligence real estate expert or agent and guide and assistant and all that stuff. So she's gonna help buyers and sellers and people like myself to search and hopefully find uh, the best home out there. Maybe even negotiate.
0: You can go to Redfin and you can look and you can put zip codes in. So explain how Maya is different and how it interacts with uh, prospective buyers.
5: Well, Maya is built on ChatGPT, right? But then there's additional architecture, if you will, on top of that. And she is well-versed in anything real estate. She has uh, read, if you will, uh, thousands of real estate essays, and uh, uh, she knows everything about real estate. And you can use her to search. So we try to think that real estate, you know, is a very stressful uh, experience for most people. It's the biggest financial decision we make in our lives. And Maya sort of breaks the ice, and she's fun. You know, you can be a little I wouldn't say wrong. See, maybe you give you a little fresh with her, and and she's a little catty, and she has a personality, and she, uh, she, uh, she's here to make it more fun.
0: Huh? So it's uh, I, I, the benefit for the consumer is huge. You can see that. Um, I'm wondering how some of your cohorts in the real estate world feel about this because there is an element of that you're you're taking something away from from agents who used to help their clients. Um, to you know, put them in the right neighborhood or find the right houses and say to them, hey, I found you know five places that you're gonna love. Well, instead of going to an agent, now they just ask Maya. So how are folks feeling about this?
5: It's the big question, right? Is, is AI gonna take over jobs uh, in real estate? It's gonna get a little harder to do that for Maya. She can't physically show any apartments or houses yet. Uh, but we have big plans for her in version two. You know, you You're going to hear her speak. You're going to be able to speak to her. And then as we all expect, Apple is releasing their Vision Pro goggles early spring of 2024. So the way that we look at real estate and search real estate is going to change a little bit over the next couple of years and already change. Everything is turning digital. Is she going to take people's jobs, agents? I don't think so right now. She's more of an add on, an addition, and she's helping real estate agents. In fact, you know, we have opened her up to anyone, really, even our competitors. So um, hopefully she's not taking my job yet.
0: So Frederick, n- not that it matters, but I'm just curious, striking woman, who's a woman of color?
5: Well, it's a good question. we <laughs> talked about it a lot. What does Maya look like? Uh, and we wanted somebody that was female. But when you ask Maya, what she is, you'll get interesting answers. And she talks about herself as coming from a different galaxy, if anything. She is, <laughs> uh, you know, an AI. She's not. She doesn't have a physical body. When you ask about the sex or what she might like in bed and all those things, you'll get some really cool answers. So we thought long and hard about it, and we wanted something um, that's a little mysterious, if anything. Like, you can't really pinpoint where she's from and, and what she... Uh, what your ethnicity is, right? But but huh.
0: but what you're saying, I think, is just so important, which is that this isn't a robot. It's not robotic. You've created a personality, and it makes it more engaging, more fun. And to me, that's the real future of AI. That it's not just being at a computer; it's that, that you're it's interacting, with interacting with hum- a human-like being.
5: I'm so glad you're pointing that out because, you know, ChatGPT has done wonders. I think it was October, November just last year. It sort of came from nowhere. Uh, We had started planning our new website in Maya before then, but ChatGPT doesn't have a face and it doesn't feel like you're interacting with anything but, you know, a chat, a computer. Whereas Maya, because home buying is such a personal experience and you know in the you were selling a lifestyle and it's about trust and hopefully maya with her face and she's going to be animated very soon and she's blinking and you know turning her head she is going to make you feel at home more so i'm glad you're pointing that out this
0: is All r- right. really really fascinating it's going to be really interesting especially what you said about the the apple tv goggles when those come out and you can just sit at home and do your home tour there so listen, uh, congratulations. Um, this sounds- Thank you. It sounds fantastic and uh, enjoy the party today.
5: Maya's gonna make an appearance. Let me just say that. Oh, really? Ah. I'm, I'm glad you boys can't be there.
0: Interesting, because I was wondering if Maya would talk to our uh, camera people if we get her yeah, it, Get her out. If one of our camera people is there, <laughs> just make sure we get a good interview, okay?
5: Okay, I'll, send, I'll, I'll, I'll put something on social, my first uh, real physical meeting with uh, with Maya. Okay. All
0: right. It is definitely the future. Wow. I, it is so And the what's interesting is that we've heard a lot of people in a lot of industries who are very concerned about AI, AI with in some cases with good reason. Here's someone who said, I'm going to seize the opportunity and figure he's out a smart. way to work. smart. I yeah. mean, he's jumping on the bandwagon. I, I, there, I can't think of one example in my lifetime where we stopped technology because it would take jobs away. People have to pivot, it's the way of the world and it's gonna happen. That's a pivot. Okay, taking a break. When we come back, speaking of jobs, Vanna White and the negotiations with uh, Wheel of Fortune. This did not go well. She has signed a contract, but there's still some bad blood. We know what it is. Welcome back to TMZ Live, and yes, Wheel of Fortune fans, you can welcome back Vanna White. Not that she ever left. She's not going to leave because the negotiations have finally closed and she has a new deal. She has a two-year deal. Yes, but here's the thing: she is still under the existing deal for the fu- for this coming year because um, Pat's, this is like Pat's, Pat's Ajax final year. Right. So then she's essentially signed on for an additional 2 so the first 2 years Ryan Seacrest is Sechrist. there she'll be there I, I mean that from wheel of fortune side i see where that makes sense right? right you sign her for two more years because you at least transition Ryan into the role that's right you don't want and Ryan you don't want both of them to be gone at the correct. same time right so that's a win for um, for, for Sony and as for Vanna, we uh, we know we've learned that she is getting what we're told is a substantial pay increase. Remember, she was getting three million dollars a year for eighteen for the last eighteen years. She never got a pay increase, so she got a significant increase. Now, we told you that what she was asking for was at least half of what Pat Sajak was making, which is fifteen million a year. Um, I will tell you, based on what I know, she didn't get that because her lawyer, we know Brian Friedman, is pissed. He is angry at Sony, and these negotiations were difficult, and that they negotiated this over the last few days, and Sony wanted a clause in the agreement that said Vanna will release Sony from all claims she might have against them. He got that clause taken out because we have learned that he is seriously considering, and he can't do this without Vanna, Right. seriously considering filing a gender discrimination lawsuit against Sony because oh. the pay disparity was so great and, and between so great the two of them. for so long. For so for long. For such an incredible uh, length of time. And the fact that Sony wanted that clause in there kind of tips that, like, they, it's almost like an acknowledgement that, one, we know she might sue and she possibly has grounds to of, sue us. Of course, that's exactly wow. why. And and look, I mean, maybe the handwriting is on the wall here because if she does sue, yeah, it's gonna be somewhat awkward, but maybe what Sony is looking at is, well, we'll bring Ryan in for two years, mm-hmm. and then if we can't make a deal with Vanna, then we can make a change and right. um, we at least keep Ryan. So I don't know that that's happening. But you got to think they're calculating Strategically, that. they're looking at that if these things happen, we're at least in a good position for the first couple of years of right. Seacrest. Right, Hey, guys. Steven Daniels here from Kokomo, Indiana. To be honest with you, um, I don't think she'll have ground to stand on if she tried to sue. I mean, she's been there for, what, like 30 years? I mean, it's retirement time. No, come on. <laughs> oh, my Steven, God. come on, man. This is her last two years. I promise you, Vanna White please look for another job. I like you and I respect you, but these people have a right to go to a younger crew if they want to. Hey, you know what? Skype in another time too. Hey, I, you're entertaining. Yeah. I gotta say. <laughs> okay, we gotta move on. This is, uh, again, this is, this is interesting. Yes, uh, Emma Roberts is a hot topic among uh, fans of American Horror Story because one of her co-stars uh, for American Horror Story 1984 um, which uh, they shot back in 2018. Angelica Ross is the co-star who is really just l- lighting up um, Emma Roberts on online. She's posted several videos talking about her experience, Angelica has. And she is calling, basically calling Emma Roberts transphobic. Angelica Ross, if you don't know, uh, is transgender. And she um, says that her experience with Emma Roberts was, not just upsetting, but she. Well, here's one of the examples. She says, "Again, this is her side of the story. We have not we not heard, heard a response from Emma. from Emma Roberts yet, but this is what Angelica Ross is claiming."
1: She goes, "John, Angelica's being, Angelica's being mean," and he goes, "And I know she's being, you know, she's not being for real, for real. She's just being whatever," and and John is like okay, ladies, you know, that's enough. Let's, you know, like get back to work. And she then looks at me and she goes, she goes, don't you mean lady? And she turns around like this and covers her mouth and goes back here, but can't see. I'm looking at her dead ass in the camera. Like, what the f- did you just say? My blood is boiling, boiling because, I'm like, if I say something, it's going to be me. That's the problem.
2: I didn't speak to that bitch the entire time after that. So a few things, uh, quick things. Uh, the John that she's referring to is John Carroll Lynch. He was an actor on that season, big time actor. It'll be interesting to see if he comes out and corroborates it. It'll also be interesting to see what Emma Roberts herself says. Two, if this, is, if this did in fact happen the way she describes it, obviously terrible. Obviously, worth condemnation. Um, and look, Emma Roberts. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but she's been kind of building this rep of getting accused of stuff like this. She's kind of building this Leah Michelle reputation of late. So that's interesting. And lastly, look, I, it's weird that this is kind of coming out all these years later. I know it happened in 2018. Is at least that's what she says. But why is this just kind of randomly coming out now? That I, 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 I kind of question that myself. Yeah. Why did she decide now to talk about this?
0: Um I don't know, it just seems strange, and to be fair, we again we, we have heard not yet, we have not yet heard we reached out, but we haven't heard uh, anything back.
1: Hello, my name is Shelley Sweets, and I'm from Stone Mountain, and I honestly feel like this would have been a great opportunity for Angelica to use this jokingly playful moment to kind of clap back at. Uh, Emma, you know, just to give her a taste of her own medicine, she, since she is known to be kind of the mean girl on set. We should use more opportunities instead of getting our feelings hurt to try to educate people because, you know, this is, again, transphobia shouldn't really be thrown around so quickly. And as far as it coming out this late, I believe another Um, someone on the cast has been exposing something else, so she felt like it was a relevant time, but I just felt like you should have said something on set, in in her face. That would have been better for you, boo.
0: Yeah, she kind of addressed that, but get your point. Yeah, okay, we're taking a break. All right, when we come back, uh, Bijou Phillips has filed for divorce from Danny Masterson after his conviction for two rapes, but there's something interesting about what she was wearing yesterday when she was out and about. Um, There are some people who believe this divorce was just about protecting their finances. Danny Masterson, of course, uh, sentenced to 30 years to life uh, for two rapes, and his wife, we broke the story this week, his wife, Bijou Phillips, has filed for divorce. She actually filed her documents on Monday, and what's interesting about it is when she filed it, she actually I had some really nice things to say about Danny Masterson. And it kind of felt that some people, like maybe this was just um, a legal move and not something where she personally is against him. There are reasons other than irreconcilable differences in a situation like this to file for divorce. And one thing has to do with protection of assets. Right, And that is something that's looming right now. Because remember, when these two women were the victims, and now there is a conviction, Um, a civil suit cannot be far behind. Right. Right? I mean, Um, and 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 then the issue is um, they're not even going to try the issue of whether he did it or not, because since this is a criminal case and the standard is higher than in a civil case, it may well be, that the judge says all we need a jury for is to determine how much, how much.
2: And so Bijou Phillips obviously trying to get her at whatever
0: her income is going forward. She doesn't want that tied up in with him because potentially those assets could be taken by the the alleged victims in this case. And by separating them now,
2: she can go in and earn her own living without having people come after those assets. So
0: this is certainly gonna fuel, (laughs) I think, adds to that speculation that that's what's happening here. Um, because she was seen out the day after she filed for divorce in Los Olivos, California, that's in Santa Inez Valley, and still wearing her wedding band. I think that's a statement. It is sort of, uh, I agree, a statement that I I still stand with Danny. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here. My understanding is she's also said that she would like their child to still have visitation rights with Danny, and then it becomes kind of a problematic issue in terms of going to the prison and seeing him right and what the Their rules daughter is nine years old right now right and what the rules are with the prison when the when when the daughter reaches 18 um and if danny masterson is still in prison um there she would not be encumbered by seeing him right we have to find out what the rule is going to be for the prison he ends up going to um on the conditions for a child yeah. going into visit um but i i i, I know because think- i've done interviews in prisons where I've been there on visiting day, and there are plenty of kids sure, who show up.
4: Hi there, Krista from Midlands, UK. I'm definitely with you, Harvey, in terms of the asset um, basis for Bijou moving forward with this. I mean, just last week, she was quoted as saying, I have no intentions of divorcing Danny Masterson. So it's a, it's quite the shift in a week's time. And we do know about the November 2nd uh trial coming up for the civil suit between Scientology and Danny Masterson's like that is looming. And we don't know how that's going to go. And of course, there could be additional civil suits based on the the sentencing or the verdict that came out of the rape trial. So that's totally separate from this November 2nd hearing based on um, harassment and obstruction of justice. So it should be interesting. But I think that makes a lot of sense. The only other thing that I can think of is whether Scientology is about to declare um, Danny Masterson is a pressing person, in which case Bijou would have to remove all ties with him, but who knows? But definitely uh, separating the assets and making sure that her and her daughter are safe is probably at the top of her list. By the
0: way, sure. there, there there is one other wild card here, uh, which is they are appealing, and one of the grounds of appeal, it's kind of interesting, because they're saying that it's the same judge who tried the first case where the majority of the jurors voted for acquittal, and the second case where all of the jurors said he was guilty, Um, The judge changed some of the rulings in terms of what evidence could and could not go in. So they're going to appeal it and say, how can you change Change. the rules of the game in the second trial? So that's going to be the core of the appeal, and we'll have to see what happens there. Yeah. Okay, we're taking a break. All right, when we come back, Quavo pops up on Capitol Hill. We will tell you why he went to D.C. and addressed members of Congress about gun violence. Yes, this does have to do with takeoff, and he brought some very special people with him for this meeting. Broke a a very interesting story on Team Z Hip Hop this morning about Quavo uh, showing up in Washington, D.C and he was there to address several members of Congress about gun violence, and it was clear that this is an issue, and he's made it clear since Takeoff was murdered last year that this is something he's going to keep fighting for. So this is all evidence of that. Uh, He showed up and addressed several members of the, the Black Caucus, and it's also interesting who he brought with him for this meeting. Yeah, he brought his mother. He brought Takeoff's mother as well, you know, so they were all standing in solidity in the memory of Takeoff. He launched a Rocket Foundation just to stop gun violence on the state and federal level. So, this is a mission that he, you know, he's been thinking about for a while now. Yeah, I mean, the problem is following through. Now, yeah, I mean, the yeah. problem with it is they can't they can't even agree on how not to shut the government down. And you know, right. gun control is such an elusive thing. But this is one and of the things, sa- I, and I sorry. agree with you, sadly. Yes, and I, and I agree with you, but that doesn't mean that uh, the, the, I the lo- people who are advocating for it yeah. should stop. But you're right. He can sit there and convince or even agree with all of these members of Congress, but then they have to go. Right. I mean, the Black Caucus is probably with him, the right, largely. The members Congress
4: that he was talking to, you know, they're,
1: they're actually in on gun violence for reform right for years you know what they, we're saying though they're, they're is they're really
5: that
0: passionate now they're gonna have to c- try and convince right the other others you know, who are not like minded members plus. that's right
5: George Massey from Orlando and I really applaud quavo for getting involved this is a never-ending battle it's a never-ending fight we cannot give up on stopping gun violence at the state and federal level in any community but especially the black community so I applaud any work that he's doing towards this and it's so personal so I definitely understand why yeah. he's doing
0: it yeah yeah Okay, uh, what else you guys wanna talk about? Josh from Charlotte, North Carolina. As far as Cindy Crawford is going, um, I mean, I could understand what she's saying. You can't really tell somebody how to feel, even all these years later. However, she is a model. Most of her career is based on modeling her body. Yeah, I, you know what? Yeah. We're, we're gonna do a poll this weekend on this. Oh yeah. because And I think most people are gonna side with Oprah on this. Ooh. Ooh. Remember what we always say about they go to the negative? I get it. I'm not sure, but I think they're going to side with Oprah on this. Okay, one more. Sarah from New York. Sophie
3: and Taylor Swift. Sophie Turner and Taylor Swift were seen together, hanging out. I think that's fine. I think they're friends. I don't think that if she's together with Joe that it matters who hangs out with who. Um, I think it's Mr. Perfectly Fine. Really? You don't think that don't there's think that a statement it, here behind it it's all? A choosing of sides? Really? I, I really don't think that anybody's sides or who sides, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess they could be thick as thieves with your ex-wife, as the song says, but no, oh. I don't personally think that it's my business either.
0: There is that. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be like, you know, feel like a know-it-all or anything, but I would bet your house that I'm right here. <laughs> Please stop <laughs> leave other people's real estate alone. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, Timothy Chalamet, we got him out in Beverly Hills doing an, a little shopping, some very interesting Wonder places. Wonder for who? Hmm. Is so it rhyme with Smiley Schmenner? Smiley Schmenner. Timothy Chalamet out in Beverly Hills doing a little shopping and we caught up with him on a very interesting block. That was saying Rodeo that. Rodeo Drive. Yes. Um, home to uh, fabulous shops and boutiques. Including jewelry stores. Including a little place called Cartier. Hmm. Mm. What's he shopping for? Uh, He's dating, who is it again? Now, uh, yes, uh, Kylie Jenner, oh, I believe, right. is her name. Right. So here's the interaction with him. We tried to get in as many questions as we could about Kylie. Um, but it is, I think, even more interesting the expression. Yes
2: hey timothy you and kylie make such a good
0: couple
1: are you happy in the relationship what's it like dating kylie is it the best thing ever is it fun
5: i see you smiling
0: he got got in the wrong car uh, uh, but he went to cartier and -hmm. that's kind of interesting because we know kylie likes it but we don't know what he got to be continued we'll see you tomorrow